Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to Burning Issue. I'm your host Yazid Kamaldin and of course every week we look at an important topic in our community. Now this week we are going to be looking at something which comes up all the time. You know, it's the, of course, the, the Hajj. You know, there's always something on Voice of the Cape about Hajj. Sometimes positive, sometimes negative, sometimes just about sharing information. Now this evening we are going to be looking at the Hajj and it's in relation to the second Sauk accredited list containing the names of pilgrims or prospective Hujaj rather who have applied to go on Hajj. So that was released earlier today and people who are on that list have until the 12th of March to either accept, defer or cancel the accreditation. And if you are on that list, we we wish you all the best and um, congratulations, I guess, you know, you've got your accreditation. Now it's to make that final step. So, yeah, you have until March the 12th. So, and as you may know, the, C- the South African Hajj and Umrah Council has also had a series of road shows, which has attracted prospective Hajjaj pilgrims and the public who were keen to learn more about the Hajj accreditation process and also the process of contracting with a Hajj operator. And, you know, there's been some networking at these events and, and, and essentially it's been an information session, right? Now, however, many people have since voiced concern about the exclusion of the airline tickets in Hajj packages on offer by accredited operators and some have also asked questions about fees that SAUG charges during the accreditation process. Now dear listener, the lines are open throughout the show as you know and whenever I do a show like this, my guests are in the studio already, whenever I do a show like this there's a lot of I'll even go as far as saying mudslinging that happens on the radio and I would like to caution against that please so when you phone in, if you have a situation Please don't mention names. Rather, alert us off-air and we can investigate further. We have a journalism newsroom here. We can investigate, you know, any issues that you might have. Um, and I'm saying that as a precursor because I know this is going or this can happen. And we, of course, are not here to slander. We are not here to put anyone's reputation at risk. The live on air number is 021-442-3530. You can also send us a WhatsApp at any point during the show. The number is 072-238-0712. That is 072-238-0712. Send us a WhatsApp or phone in if you have questions to our guests or if you have a contribution to make towards the topic. Now let's welcome the guest in the studio. Um, let's start on the right. We have Fazila Malik and she's the secretary of the South African Muslim Travel Association. Fazila, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you and to all the listeners back home. Yeah, we can just lift up the mic a little, then you can. Yeah. And then we also have Adam Jainuddin. We have Adam Jainuddin. He is the president of the South African Travel and Hajj Operators Association. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to all the listeners out there and we are welcome to uh, hear what you have to say about uh, this issue. Great. And then we have Sadiq Sternkamp and he is a board member of the South African Hajj and Umrah Council. And um, yeah, welcome to the show. 
South African Muslim Travel Association is most of the 90% of them are the IATA agencies. We have been uh, in 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 uh, in a position of South African Muslim Muslim Travel Association for many many years. We're talking about 45 years, and. Uh, Alhamdulillah, we are most of the travel fraternity that uh, has a board of members and we are also regionally uh, in Cape Town, Durban and Johannesburg. So, let me get clarity. Do you represent... Who do you represent? Can I just, can I just get that again? South African Muslim Travel no, Association. No, but who do you represent? Businesses. Uh, when you say business, travel operators. Travel operators. Uh, That's yeah. what I'm getting at. You, okay, cool, great. So we've got that context. Um, the South African Travel and Hajj Operators Association. Let's <coughs> let's get into what you guys do. We're essentially uh, uh, a representative uh, um, <coughs> association um, that is formed, and uh, we currently, uh, yeah, out of the 23 uh, Hajj operators, we've got 15 uh, operators that has, uh, you know, within our membership. And uh, we basically, you know, there to look at the operators in terms of the co- according to our code of conduct as to whether they comply and whether they are, you know, competitive in terms of <coughs> the approach and you know, fair in the dealings, uh, you know, with each other. And ultimately, we are looking to to find that space where the the the, the, the Haji start, you know, understanding that we are privileged. Well, I, I think as 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 we as operators have this uh, amana that we take on. To take people on this very, very holy journey for, for many years to come. I mean, uh, okay, great. We've been around for, yeah. for many years. Yeah. So, uh, we just want a brief introduction. Really, uh, yeah. So, will come into. Okay, shukran. We just wanted a brief introduction. Okay, and then for the benefit of our listeners, Saug, the South African Hajj and Umrah Council. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I don't think Saug requires any. Uh, uh, any more explanation from who Sauk is, but of course, uh, the de facto um, uh, compliance uh, organization for Hajj uh, in this country. Okay, fantastic, great. So, yeah, I mean, the question that our listeners have and the concerns that they have is about the rising cost of Hajj. Um, people want to understand, you know, why are they being almost nearly prohibited from going on Hajj because of the costs? And I'd love to get your opinion on that, you know, who anyone can go I first. I think, you know, let me come in here. Um, South Africans are very privileged, I must say. If one does a survey uh, across the, the world in terms of the affordability of Hajj in the, in the price point, that other countries uh, like the UK, uh, United States, and, and, and countries like ourselves where we're not, uh, you know, uh, within the mission and, and our governments are not there in support and, and, and subsidize, essentially uh, like Pakistan, I mean, they have a national airline, they have a department of Hajj and Umrah, they have all of these things. <coughs> we have a secular uh, environment and from that aspect, I think, you know, we were very privileged and all throughout these years, our prices has been at uh, quite a discount to, to the world. So uh, with this uh, now being the case in terms of the sudden upshot, uh, there are various uh, dynamics that is coming to play. Um, with the uh, release of the actual quotas now more generously as far as the uh, expansion of the two uh, haramains, 
and the uh, Saudis now feeling more confident they can deal with greater numbers. Obviously, uh, there was a 20 percent, you know, um, kick, uh, what I call it, uh, um, there, there was t- a couple of years ago, they uh, pulled back the quota by 20 percent, and now that has now been released. And what is the final number now of South Africans? South Africa now currently has uh, um, applied for, as was given to them last year after a, a thousand was added onto the two and a half. We are on a three and a half thousand quota, and inshallah, uh, within the next week, uh, South has advised that they've uh, requested for 6,000, and hopefully we'll get another thousand, obviously, to, so that we can get through, I think there's 40,000 people in the South uh, queue. Yeah, okay, let's take an, uh, an ad break. Yeah. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Welcome back to Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldi. And of course, we are trying to understand tonight why Hajj is rising in cost. Shukran, of course, to our listeners for already sending through your WhatsApp messages. I am going to get to it. But first, let us hear a little bit more from our guests. Now, Adam Jainuddin has just been speaking about the cost. And he said something very interesting. He said that it's affordable. It's still quite affordable. When we talk to people when they phone in, they say, why must they pay 60,000 rand to go on Hajj? So I would love to hear from you guys. Like, what is your response to that? Adam or, or Fazila? Do you I have mean, a caller? Uh, okay, well, I, I always like taking callers though, because we don't want to lose people. Okay. Caller, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa All praise and thanks goes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the opportunity to listen and to talk and to interact. And no other lifestyle of this time or space will be accepted except the lifestyle of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa I want to, I basically want to put my question directly to Stian Kam. I am Muhammad Benjamin. He knew my plight of last year that I was accredited and my credit was revoked and of course I paid and everything and they let me know and then also in the meantime they said no other people would go but there was a guy from Buka that belonged to the also to the Malaykwais in the clubs with me he was at Makkah last year and when I got them at the Palestinian program it was at a track they bragged they said I was the, we were the people who didn't want you to go because you weren't in our league but did they forget that Allah is going to reward a person from going from Hajj from one Hajj to the other and one Umrah to the other one and I just want to tell them and, it, and also up to today they haven't even given my 1,500 back. Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We have, would you like to respond to that? We have a representative from Saudi Arabia. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. That is a very specific issue that happened and of course um, Saudi had been in, uh, in discussion with uh, Mr. Benjamin and if there's anything else that I think that um, is still an issue, he can contact the South office with regards to his 1,500 terrain uh, if he has paid that he is due for a refund and he can go to the office anytime and get his refund yeah Mafi Mushkila. Mafi Mushkila. okay so um, can you please just tell us the number that he needs maybe he doesn't have the number 
you can go to the Wembley, uh, Wembley House and South yeah. offices on the second floor. Everybody knows that. And there's, uh, I think, uh, Muhammad Midjiman knows very well where it is. And uh, inshallah, he should get his uh, 1,500 rand refund if he has paid that. Okay. Mr. Benjamin, um, there you have the information. I'm happy that we could have helped you. So coming back to the main question, the rising cost of Hajj, what is driving up the price? We have experts here who work in this field who can tell us what is going on and help us to understand the cost of travel. Anybody can go. Yes, uh, as I have uh, alluded, uh, you know, South Africans have been spoiled in uh, the, the time that they were going. It was the cheapest period as well. And uh, relative to other countries, it was also our, our, our prices were much cheaper than those of other countries, of like meaning uh, where there is not a mission. In per se, where the government is specifically involved, and there's some subsidization of all sorts, with airfares, with accommodation, with the medical services, and all of that stuff. So, so are the so people being subsidized? In from other countries. In other missions, I mean, it's obviously, you know, yeah. Hajj is a, is a uh, specific department uh, in Muslim-based uh, countries like Indonesia, Malaysia, Pakistan, even India for that and matter. And the governments help them? Of course, definitely. Uh-huh. They, the medical forces and stuff come from within themselves. They, they, they must probably get, you know, uh, not paid as much as what we have to, you know, uh, obviously have to get medical professionals to come through and uh, be there for the, for the purpose of, of servicing the Hujads during the days in Medina, Makkah, and, and Azizia. Yeah. Um, so coming back again to, you know, as you said, affordable. I mean, affordable is a relative term. Um, this journey of Hajj, many, many years ago, if I, if I go back to the 1960s, it was probably going to look at 450 uh, rands. But I, I think, you know, as with inflation and all these other uh, factors, and our diminishing value of our rand against the, the dollar and, and other major currencies of the world, we've got to uh, deal with that as well. It has impacts right through from okay. your taxes on, on airline yeah. fees, um, our ability to, obviously from where I, I mentioned to you, as, as one of our operators, if he goes and asks for 100 rooms in the building, a mission comes in and says he needs the, the full building. Hotel. He wants the hotel and he needs another full Like a big those. nation like yes. Turkey, for of example. Of course, definitely. So your, your ability to, to negotiate keen prices and stuff definitely is diminished. But at the end of so the day, the points. people of Medina yeah. and Makkah mm-hmm. and suppliers, they love South Africans. Uh-huh. They love the fact that they know how to uh, behave themselves, if I have to use that word. They, 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 they live also in a double room. Other missions put six to eight people in the room. We are not allowed to do that. We don't even, I don't even think, uh, I mean... Today, our hajis don't even want to be four in the room as is here. Okay. It's a big issue, but yeah. we are, for the uh, fact of affordability yeah. and accommodating, yeah. we go there. Mm-hmm. Look, I just want to say something that I'm in a very tough position here. I need to manage phone calls and WhatsApp, so we need to try and keep our answers kind of like really yeah. concise, you know, almost like bullet points. Okay, okay. so you've mentioned the RAND, you've mentioned uh, a bigger, the competition, the global market, all of that. I want our listeners to understand the behind the scenes, what is going into this price yes yes i just needed yeah. to add one issue and they're mentioning that uh, regarding medina obviously it's not only the one uh, group or the uh, beta that takes the entire building at one stage uh, up to last year we used to have like four season rates meaning one to 16th uh, zilkaida obviously these are islamic dates and 17 to 25 and 25 to 1 and 1 to whatever dates it is here now this year we're looking at from one zilhijjah to eight zilhijjah because of obviously the missions buying over 
over the period of the entire period in Medina for that one building, whereas with us is six, five, four, three weeks. That is why a lot of people are watch, uh, realizing that the six, five, four, three weeks, and from five weeks onwards, it gets more higher prices. Yet you are going for shorter periods. So this is where the concern comes in with the higher prices. Okay, in we understand that. It's almost like crunch time. So now everything gets more. And then the also not forgetting yeah. Azizia, we paying per beds and not per room. That's where the prices come in. And has uh, Adam just mentioned as well, people, you know, in the other other missions or other countries, they buy like five and six per beds per room, whereas we take two and three. That's where the cost comes in. I understand and this now. Paying for the full cool. room. Yeah. We get it. Kula, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Did we lose the caller? Kola, assalamu alaikum. Yes, assalamu You are live on air. Assalamu alaikum. Yes, just a question to the Hajj operators. Um, is it a possibility? I mean, we three and a half thousand Hujaj compared to Philippines, Indonesia, and Malaysia. That why can't our full complement of three and a half thousand Hujaj be put in one hotel? Is there a possibility? Then, then the price everybody pays the same price. Okay, Kola Shukran, please continue listening on the radio. We have people in the studio who will answer that. Do we have another caller? Kola, assalamu alaikum. Okay, gone. Yeah. A very good question. Are we South Africa? Are we on? Yes, we are live. A, a very, very quick, good question the brother posed. But we as South Africans, are we there to use the same building? Are we there to use the same property? Are we there to use the same rooms as well? A very big question, Mark, brother. Okay, do you want to add to say anything? I think uh, also, you know, the dynamics of uh, going in as we are with our beta as the uh, South, you know, represents us as uh, the full three and a half. In, most probably in the idealistic uh, world, um, yes, a one hotel solution, and, and I can tell you, you're not going to be able to even get one hotel to, to, to accommodate you on three and a half. You have to go still to two, three or four different hotels. And also, remember, you, you're also now competing against other nations in terms of getting that hotel for that price. So, yes, in the ideal world, if all of Hojaz could all, you know, decide on one day that, and all our operators have one price, we can be very close to where the competition is we're starting to have some issues around price fixing. Cool, thank you. Those kind of stuff. Yeah. We have a call. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Assalamu alaikum. I'm um, speaking to Wafik Pakri. I spoke earlier to a gentleman and I raised my opinions. Um, the first one is how is it possible if I want to go to Mauritius and I pay 10,000 rand, but if I want to go to a holy city, which is one of our five uh, pillars of Islam, people charge your arm and a leg to do so. So what about the other people that really want to go, but they can't afford it because it's 60 to 50,000 rand? I think I can answer you. Shukran, <coughs> please continue <coughs> listening on the radio. Shukran for the call. It is okay. quite a uh, logical uh, question that one wants to ask. It's the same question you can ask if I go in June um, and I'm going to a uh, country in, in uh, where it is, uh, you know, the height of summer, it might just be, you know, too hot to go there and flights and stuff will be much cheaper. But just bear in mind the fact that we are competing again against the, 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 the world in terms of uh, accessibility. We in the f further south of, of Africa, we have to 
fly nine hours or two thousand what's it um, ten thousand kilometers or I don't know what the, the distance are, but we fly from probably eight to nine to ten hours to get to a hub, basically let's say Dubai. Dubai can can offer their uh, their people at prices the same price that that a South African pays to just fly from Dubai to to to, to Jeddah. So, you know, the airlines obviously looks at the market and they say, where are they going to garnish? And, for instance, even flying from Turkey these days. Turkish airlines are probably going to get much better um, returns on their flights flying from <coughs> Istanbul to Medina or Jeddah than carting all the way down to Cape Town and carting all the way to Istanbul and then share with the other people that's paying twice the price um, on a flight. We, we now see the okay. tendencies coming in here. It's an airline thing as well. The airlines are charging their prices as well. So that's your response. Um, I'd like us to um, look at some of the WhatsApp lines, uh, WhatsApp messages as well. Look, I mean, somebody is just saying blatantly zero. Okay, let's take a call. But I am going to need time for this WhatsApp messages as well. Let's take a call. Salam alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Alaikum salam. You are live on air. Yes, sir. I just wanted to ask the Hudson Umrah Council if it's possible. We saw that they had a financial statement and there was a surplus like every year. Is it not possible that we could, from that surplus, rather pay the indigent and the pensioners uh, SAUC fees that are accredited? Shukran. Did you get that? Yes, I got that. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The uh, the policy of uh, of the board, the policy, in fact, of the National General Council, is that uh, every judge that is accredited uh, will pay a particular fee, and that is the policy that was set down by the board. Yes, there are many questions with regards to the financial situation of Sauk. Alhamdulillah, I mean, Sauk is in a uh, uh, a good position when it comes to to finances, and that is because of Iraq and prudent management uh, as well as looking forward uh, I believe that any organization that's in a, a, a strong financial position inshallah within time to come is able to do many things and the strategy of, of, of using the finances of South um, for the for the future for generations to come uh, we we need to look at at where we are going and uh, inshallah ta'ala in terms of, uh, of of paying the fee, there's been no increases within the last year. Um, and, uh, of course, we can go into a whole explanation of how the expenses of SAUC and income of SAUC work. What but it will take fee? a long time mm, what is to, the to fee? explain that. What is the, the fee is 1,500 rand, which uh-huh. is the same than last year. There were no increases. Okay. Look, I'm going to go to the WhatsApp messages now. But before I do that, I just want to make sure that I read the disclaimer that the views expressed in this program are not the views of the voice of the Cape It's management to staff. This is a community platform where we try and empower people with information. And we also try and find solutions to a lot of the issues in our community. So listeners, zero. 0115 is quite adamant and saying there's no way that I will pay Sauk 1,500 Rand. Um, and then the listener also wants to know this last minute accreditation is not acceptable. Um, lots of people uh, might be unprepared and cancellations are inevitable. Why doesn't Sauk let people know two years in advance that they are accredited for Hajj? Are those questions that you would like to answer? Well, what I can answer is the following is that there is a dynamic list uh, that is published on the Sauk website uh, and that list was 
published months ago. So if people had to go through the list, you'll get a good idea of where you are in the queue. That's not an accreditation, uh, but it will give you a good idea. And inshallah, uh, if, if you find that uh, you are quite near in the queue with regards to our quota, then I think people need to get themselves ready. Um, but it's, it's not possible to accredit people two years before the time. In fact, it's not possible even before the beginning of the year to accredit people because we have to wait on what the quota is. And we cannot accredit people if we do not know what the quota is. And that quota, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, comes very late. And so you have to do it within the year of Hajj? Yes, that, that's Okay, true. great. So now here's a question from listener 0264, and this would be answerable best by our travel association people. The listener wants to know, why do we only need to book five-star hotels? Please invest about baits like I mean this is the homes where people used to live in right and are these still available the industry came back from many years ago when people you know and the whole journey of Hajj was based on the motor system and people having their private residence in houses and uh, buildings that they would uh, you know and even you would find even in today's terms uh, there were people that was uh, a part of the Ahlul Bayt that were Part of and, and those people also within the uh, the Ansar in Medina, they were structured and and they, and they were during the days of when people used to come to Medina from Mecca, they used to receive people for, from that person. We don't know it's uh, hundreds and thousands. I mean, a uh, couple of hundreds of years ago, but the dynamics of Hajj now has been with people. Unfortunately, and I see there's a there's a new uh, organization called uh, Foot for Hajj. We, we are encouraging people that you, the average Hajj will walk up to about 25 kilometers on the days of Hajj. Yeah. I've heard one guy doing 75 kilometers because he did every, every part was done walking. No bus, no taxi. So I think proximity of, of the Haram obviously means that the real estate value, as I would has the guess, could be something like 2,000 Saudi rials per square meter. So you're going to find that the hotel is going to optimize the, the footprint. Yeah, but so, so do we have high. options still of staying in a boat we, as the listener I, wants to I know? I know certain operators that yeah. went many, uh, well, two or three years ago, went to, 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 to uh, uh, areas, so, sort of in the first ring road, second ring road of Medina and Makkah. People don't want to go there. They want to stay the closest to the Haram and then want to walk within 10 to 15 minutes to, to, to be inside the... the, mm-hmm. the, the, the before, and that is a cost mm-hmm. item. That is a cost item because it's five star and all the hotels happens to be there. Okay, but like, I mean, I just wanted to get clarity for our listeners. So the question about the concept of the bait, the, the, a five star hotel, which people obviously is going to cost more than maybe like a self-catering kind of... You know, are these still available or is it all five star? Uh, I know what you're talking about, the beds that used to be there before. Mecca has completely changed. Majority of the beds where South Africans, especially the Cape Townians that used to live, are all broken. They used to call it the Shamia area and that's completely, completely broken. That's where the extension of the Haram has come in. Also bearing in mind that the the beds that you are talking about... um, 
consider the new ministry rules most of them are not licensed on the on the on the license that we are now putting in our uh, you know our contracts in so that's where it becomes also difficult yeah. now if you have a group of about 220 or even say 120 those baits that little that are left will not accommodate the people meaning the agent will have to take about two three different kind of accommodation yeah. shukran i just needed to get clarity on that but shukran now we're going to go for another break one the voice of the cape 91.3 FM Stereo The Burning Issue Welcome back to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Azir Kamaldin. I have a lot of questions to get through. Our topic this evening is, of course, the rising cost of Hajj. What are the costs for what are people paying for? We are trying to understand. So what I need to know now is, of course, why? Yeah, let's get into the cost. Can we have like cost breakdown of Hajj? It's airline, it's accommodation, it's Sauk, it's, I mean, it will start with Sauk. 1,500 registration fee. Let me just say to, to the listeners. If oh, do you have a caller? Do you mind if I take this call? I really don't want to lose callers. No, Call assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Wa alaikum salam. My question is this. We people are paying in a, a big amount for hajj, okay? It's a normal amount that we're paying. Now, say for instance, it is two weeks before hajj, then the people have to move to Azizia, okay? Now the... Elite people, the rich people come in, then they then they go into that same bait that you have paid about 40, 38,000. Just uh, clear the air on that, please. Sukhanan Tazilan. Well, if you're saying you pay to a person paid 38000 on one property of the same room that we're talking about and the next person come in there, bearing in mind that that cost is broken into three different seasons, if you took that property from one Zilkaida to the 25th of Zilkaida to move, then comes from 25 to one uh, Zilhedja, another person comes in and take that room, and then from one to four, this is where South Africans buy their rooms, from 15 Zilkaida to 1st of Zilhedja. Now, if you divide that into three or in the proportion of the higher season like how we are sold in those prices that's where you get your breakdown of your accommodation brother the thing is that we've got we when we buy rooms we don't buy per night like we do it in umrah for umrah if you need seven nights in medina yes we get it on daily rates hajj is very different you have to buy a room for a period from 10 zilkaida or 15 zilkaida to the one zilhija on 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 the request of our hajjis okay. of south africa thanks we have Another caller. Call assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Uh, wa alaikum salam. Can you hear me? Yes, you are live in A. Hi, assalamu alaikum, Yazid. Uh, my name is Mushfika Bota, and uh, I'm a consumer journalist, but alhamdulillah, with the Qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my hubby and I have also been accredited uh, this year, alhamdulillah. So uh, now I wear my prospective hujaj at here. And uh, as a prospective hujaj, I too am looking into saving costs. And I have literally been like the FBI doing research um, <laughs> this week. Um, something that I have to say is the fact that the we, South Africans are paying uh, a lot because we are wanting to live in five-star hotels. So that's definitely something. But since the show is about saving money, I just thought I would advise the ticket for charge on the following. If you book your own ticket, the savings 
Yes, we're listening to you very attentively. The savings are massive. I checked with various travel agents late this afternoon just so that I could have um, complete certainty on it. And we checked, I checked, for instance, a Emirates price leaving 8th and the 9th of July, returning 22nd. Um, I've got prices between 15,500 and 16,500. If I book it myself, and I'm talking about premium such prices, booking it directly through the airline, which I can do because I was specific in. This. Okay, let me just let me just clarify something. Yeah, let me just clarify something because I have travel operators here, people yes. who work with us. So, mm-hmm. as a perspective, judge, like someone wants to go on Hajj, can I just go online and book my ticket and buy a package from from an operator? Can you answer that, perhaps, Fazila? Yes, you can, sister. It's a very good thing because if you buy it now, which the airline will ask you to pay it instantly. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to changes of tickets, whereas with us in the groups we have the flexibility that we don't have to charge because we've got the bulk seats with us but if you do it as an individual on air, any airline if you do even in domestic they ask you for a service fee or a levy fee that's not a problem but if you do take it in yeah, hajj advice but 3500 is a grand difference um first of all due respect i can understand where you're coming and telling me this in terms of the admin fee that an asian charges me but it's three and a half thousand rand and with all due respect and simply speaking on saving costs as a okay. judge. I think the um, question has been asked. No, 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 I also just need to say can, can that I, I, even went, I even went and I took this three and a half thousand rand difference to the agent that I'm booking with, which is Al Anwar Khaj um, and Umrah in Greenhaven, College Road, Greenhaven, and I said to them, if I can book my own ticket, if I book my own ticket, are you still prepared to assist me throughout it? At 7,000 rand savings for my husband and I, they were prepared to do it. They were prepared to so take my passport, send it up with all of their passports, simply charge me a courier fee to get my visa. I'm trying to say here that we have to look in what is an acceptable amount, what is an acceptable margin for travel agents to be making on tickets. If I can do it. A thousand yeah. Yeah, Mr. Fika. Can I just come in here and rectify something here? Sorry, Mr. Fika, I just want to say that let's also get clarity from the people. I don't think the three and a half thousand is something that you're alluding to, is the fees that the travel agency is charging. That no, is the airlines, please, but this please, is the, please, please this know is that when I when I do my research, I'm not going to mention. Uh, yeah, he particularly asked not to mention names. Yes. So I'm not going to mention the names from agents that so I. So you are comparing a ticket price. Let's, so let's take. Let's also look at I the practicality. I agents at the roadshow who yes. gave okay. me prices that was between two and a half and three and a half thousand and across six agents who was at the roadshow more than what I can get it when I book it myself. I also phoned South. And South confirmed with me that yes, this is true, and I can book it myself. Okay, and it's been confirmed. Me, uh-huh. If a South representative says to me, Mushrika, at that difference in price, you can book it yourself. If my agent, Anwar Khajin Umarangiri Naidun, says to me, Mushrika, we are prepared to give you everything, the service the same as everybody else, if you book your ticket yourself, I'm asking you, as a prospective judge, whoever I may be, an indigent person, a pensioner, somebody who's been saving for a lifetime, for a couple, is 6,000 rand saving. 
They will be standing on Dubai and they will be giving a return ticket back to Cape Town. So I'm not trying to defend the, 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 the disparity of where you specifically have now been able to do okay, this. You and saying, your agent uh-huh. has said that it is possible. Mm-hmm. But just take into account if there is an agent that is going to put 50 people on one flight or up to 120 people on a, on a flight and get each of them to go off and do their, this. We will welcome that. We will welcome that and we will Provide. encourage our, our okay, let me ask as you this, long as they're all mm-hmm. on the same flight. Let me, within mm-hmm. the let me ask you this. I just have to get clarity on this, yes. okay? Are agents charging up to three and a half thousand rand no. more for an no. air? No. No. I think this is where is what I have said, started yeah? and I have even gone to speak to our, our fellow operating and said we are going to have to go to the airlines. And I've said to you earlier, let's go to Turkish Airlines. Turkish Airlines has come out with a price of 17 and a half thousand to, to, to one of our agents. So this is Turkish Airlines fare. It is not the fare of, of the of the of the agency. What the agency put on that fare, I think each one is different. They might put on a handling fee of five hundred rands, a thousand, whatever the markup is. And earlier the question was asked, why don't we include the, the, the flights? Because for this very nature that we want people to compare apples with apples and, and, and compare the the, 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 the packages. That they all can see when these prices all come out, they compete against each company and see who we are giving them okay. the best value proposition. Yeah. Guys, but the, but I, yeah. must, I must make it clear, uh-huh. I don't think it was the intention of Fazila to infer that the, the fees that are being charged for name changes, date changes and all sorts of other, because people come with sometimes with the wrong names and stuff has been misspelled and whatever. Okay, we have to take yeah. a break and I would like to put a hold on the calls because we need to unpack the costs of Hajj for our listener. So we have just about half an hour left of the show and for the intention of informing our community we are going to place the calls on hold. Um, we will not be taking calls for um, let's say the next 10 minutes or so just because we need to get into the details. So what is the cost involved in Hajj? People are saying it costs so much, it costs an arm and leg, they're making accusations against travel companies, they're saying these people are ripping us off etc. So now Let's get into the nitty-gritty. Hajj starts with 1,500 rand. Okay, it starts with the Nia, right? Like, you have to make the intention, right? Financially, it begins with 1,500 rand to an organization called the South African Hajj and Umrah Council. What is that 1,500 rand for? Is it, if you just allow me two minutes, just okay. just, just to make something clear, and I think our, our listeners need to understand the makeup of a package. If you look at uh, the makeup of a package, there's the fee to South, which is the 275 registration fee plus uh, the 1,500 accreditation fee. Right. Then you've got the fee to the Ministry of Hajj, which is your tanazul, your camp fee, and your food is included in that. And at the current rate of exchange, it's just more than 10,000 rand in that. Then you've got, of course, your, your, um, your, 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 your airline, your airline fee. Now, I've, I've okay, listened, I need I've, to write these numbers down. I've, so. I've listened to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, the, 
the travel fraternity um, next to me. But uh, let me also say to you that you know buying tickets individually versus getting a, 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 a hundred tickets on on, on 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 one flight is substantially different issues that we're talking about, and there are many other technical issues with regards to that as well. Uh, if you have to do groups, and uh, of course airlines are not going to give you uh, all the cheaper seats if, if if you do that on on, on groups. Um, then the other part of of the package, um, of course, that, that that's your hotels, Makkah, um, Medina, Azizia, and then of course the, your 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 service, your service that the operators give you. I just want to make the the, the 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 point that in terms of the package, um, if you take the first 10,000 rand out of the average 40,000 rand package because there's no negotiation that that goes to the ministry you've got about 30,000 rand left and you're staying there for six weeks um, and I think you know everyone can do their calculations per day uh, and then compare I think uh, you know they were as, as, as the Hajj and Umrah Council I think we need just need to also educate and empower our people in terms of when we compare prices of going to Mauritius or the United States, uh, I think if we compare prices, uh, and we've seen this, I mean, I've seen packages from the UK now that uh, our colleagues from the Umrah Council in UK sending us starting at uh, 17,500 pounds, horrific figures that we're seeing in front of us. Um, pounds? As pounds, yeah. As, 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 a, as a Hajj and Umrah Council, it is within our interest that we... Um, work with the travel fraternity, work with the organizations out there, work with the ministry to keep prices low. Of course, that is, that, that, that is what we want. But the reality out there is that um, I think given the demand that places like Pakistan and Indonesia puts on us, uh, you know, prices are, are increasing. But alhamdulillah, from what we've seen now, it's just come from the protocol with the delegation. Uh, I think, uh, and I want to say this quite unbiased as South Africans, I still think that we are enjoying good prices out there. However, you know, I believe that um, as, uh, as, as partners in this, as travel fraternity, as SAW, um, as, as the organizations, we probably have to look at what we can do more to help our general public out there, inshallah. Okay. Okay. Fazila, can you perhaps elaborate on the costs that go into Hajj from the side now of the travel agent, you know, the people that you represent? Okay, I think uh, uh, Mr. Sadiq has elaborated on the uh, the taxes of the uh, Sahuk and the camps and obviously the Tanazal taxes. What was the total of that, the rands of that was? At, at the moment, it's about 3,780 Saudi riyals, and at the current rate, you're looking at about just more than 10,000 rand for your Tanazal, your camp fee. And uh, your um, and your food and I did not include um, the special or the additional services camp, which is uh, six thousand three hundred real versus the South African camp that pays one thousand one thousand seven hundred and fifty real. So if you take the the, the difference with that, um, uh, you know it almost comes to about twenty thousand rand if you're going to go to the. Uh, the, the okay, let's 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 just look at a basic package. Let's not go into additional services. So it's a thousand five hundred, which is the registration fee to SAUK, and then you're paying. Then you're also paying. Uh, let's let's cap it at ten thousand five hundred. Yes. With the exchange rate, you pay ten thousand five hundred rand to the Saudi government. It's a tax that you have to pay for coming on the pilgrimage. That's can right. we can we say it's that? Just to simplify it for yes, our listeners. Right. Okay, cool. We've got that. 
an agent then comes in and says, yo, uh, excuse me, I can get you a, fly, uh, a hotel, where do you want to stay, this is what I offer, etc. Let's look at prices. What are we paying? As we earlier spoke, I think with the exception of one or two groups that has uh, alternatives in terms of location and trying to uh, you know, accommodate peer, uh, peer, uh, people with uh, budgetary uh, restraints in terms of affordability, um, most of the, of the operators have five-star accommodations, which is within the, f- the, the first row of hotels, uh, the Abraj project, which is essentially where your Moven Peaks, your source hotels are, your Fairmont, Pullman's. Uh, and then on the new uh, side of the new development of the double uh, um, Umba project, we have your Hyatt. So essentially, uh, a large component of those those uh, you know um, hotels in Makkah is is to be I would say almost ninety ninety five percent of people are staying. Okay. And people choose to go there. I mean, uh, some operators have, have tried to go to the Beit concept or even mm-hmm. a hotel within a, a kilometer away with a shuttle bus. And uh, one group that was that, you know taking quite a significant amount of people, most probably about uh, more than a thousand, they, they, they claim that only two people signed for that package last year. So they said, well, then there is no need for this. People have even tried, uh, some of the operators, to do, go to Medina, do your eight nights there, and stay from Medina, go to Azizia. People says we don't want that. We want to be in Makkah. We want to be within walking Well, they want to be by the Kaaba. Of course, definitely. That's the that point of Hajj. You are going to that the Kaaba. That is the point. Yeah. So, yeah. But then that so, comes so at, an ex- so at a cost. That comes I at a cost. earlier said, the accommodation Medina and in Makkah has on average been increased by about 30%. 30%? Yes. And that is not... Every that year. That is not operators increasing prices. That is that's just because of the demand. That's so that's like the owner of the hotel increasing the prices every year by 30%. Well, look, uh, there's new dynamics within the, in the Saudi government in terms of taxes, in terms of withholding taxes even for, uh, for buildings within uh, Azizia. Um, when you go and put in your... Okay, your, I think that's the detail, now. but the point so, is the so, owner, so, so the it's owner coming from the owner. Yeah, now yeah. As, as a, as a and that impacts on the consumer. Of course. Got that. And the yes. new 5% tax for, for that. And, uh, yeah, uh, we, uh, we want to put some rand values yes. down so that we can look at the makeup of a package, right? Yes. I just want to rectify myself in the previous... Um, uh, answer that I've given three thousand seven hundred and eighty real is about thirteen and a half thousand and not ten and a half. Okay, so that's a thousand five hundred. Then it's thirteen point five k, and then we're now beginning to pay for accommodation. Okay, we still have to pay airfare actually before we have to pay if for accommodation. A six week pack now. Yeah. Look at in entry level. Yeah. Uh, where you are basically going at a four-star hotel and not a five-star, and where you are trying to accommodate Aji, and you're looking at Medina and Makkah in that context. And sometimes you get a five-star in, in Makkah, for instance, with a little b- a shuttle bus, as we have the Marriott. Uh, people are being offered that as as an as a entry level. So you're then looking at about, I think, the entry level package that we've seen around in the market 46. is about 46,000. Okay, rands. I just want to ask so let's a say, contentious let's question. Say the f- the yeah. 13 and a half, you've taken yeah. out. Yeah. You now have, out of, well, let's do the sums, we can do the, say, 46 as an average, and you take, say, the 13 and a half out, then we can start taking, because remember, this is all without flights. Yeah, w- w- what are the flights? Then yeah. you got Kurban, you got Aziz, yeah? And yes, you got, got Yeah, you need to well. give us all these yes. costs. You yes. need to give us all these so, costs. So yeah. now you have accommodation in Azizia as well. People choose okay. to go to Azizia earlier, which is another affordability for, uh, concept, so you leave by the 20th of uh, Dukada. Some people... You know, I uh, think that they want to be a little bit li- uh, longer in the home. And you t- typically have people also going three to, I mean, from from six weeks, five weeks, four weeks, and three weeks. We need to just get yes. to the RAND values so, quickly. So yes. the RAND yeah. values, again, there yeah. you have 
the, 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 the more days you are in Azizia, the cheaper your package is going to be because you're, you're not coming in at, uh, you're not staying in Makkah for that matter. Is it yes. logical though? Because you're still going to have to spend money on transport every day into the Haram if you want to go to the Kaaba. Of course. Like you're going to stay in Azizia. Aren't you going to like spend 200 rand a day every day to get to the Haram? Yeah, Aziza taxi one way is about 10 real. It can go up to about 15 real on nights when it's, you know, when you have Zahma and those kind of the stuff. The return you're yes. looking at 80 rands per couple. Yeah, so, if so it, that's easily couple. 200 rand a day just on your transport. Uh, I, I mean, it's about 150 rand. Okay. 150 rand. Yeah. Yes. Look, so but that's a personal choice. If yeah. you are really want yeah. to make your Hajj, remember all of this. I think I always try and, and, and tell people that if I can guide Hajj and make the best decision for his yeah. for his Hajj to be of the best, yeah, he should be spending money on the days of Hajj where he can most probably, as we are now seeing temperatures of 47 degrees and uh, humidity levels of 53 percent, you know. People must find this the, the, that they need to spend in the days of Hajj okay. and not into the five-star What are those other expenses you had mentioned? Kurban? You had to do Kurbani and then we What's are... What's the fee there? What what rand value are we looking at there? About <coughs> 500, there's about 500 rials uh, tops for um, a, a Hadi. Okay, that's 500. And the pilgrim, the Haji pays that to the agent. The agent pays that to some... A lot of the agents have built it into the package okay. and some okay. have got it excluded okay. in there for 500 for the Kurban. What are the other fees we're looking at here? So we've got... Medina, Makkah, and we've got Azizia, and then you have your ziyarats, which is built in. Uh, your That's like a tour. In You're going on a tour. Yeah, in yeah. And then we've got the special buses that we change instead of using the Moasasa local local government buses, upgraded we do buses, upgraded yeah. buses, yeah. and which we pay a fee yeah. on there as well. My, my, my thing is, at the end of this, I want to unpack for our listener to understand and to know what they are paying for. You know, I know that you meet one on one with people, but we're also looking. We're also talking to people who. On the outside, who haven't gone yet, who still are, need to go to an agent, who still need to go to South, you know. Um, my other question, and this is going to be a contentious question. This is going to be so contentious. Okay. Somebody lives, and Marf, I'm not, I don't want to, like, offend anyone, but somebody lives in, like, a low-income mm-hmm. neighborhood, okay, in Cape Town. They can't afford a lot of things, right? Mm. Why do they need to go to a five-star or four-star hotel if their life is not five-star or four-star in Cape Town? Why are we selling them packages of four- and five-star hotels? I'm just asking a contentious question, and I'm really curious to know what... You see, the very good point you made out there, and I think if you look at it, and if you were on the roadshow on Saturday, uh, there are packages out there which is there for the poor community as well. There is there, in other words, there is a package which I saw that comes from Medina, which you have to be in Medina and go directly to Azizia. For that budget person, he can look at that package. Then they have a package where you have other uh, agents that are moving out on the 20th. Having Medina, I mean, having Makkah for a short period, and then going out, like you mentioned, you want to be near the Kaaba. You've had that short duration in Mecca and then you've gone to Azizia for your purpose of to suit your package. There are packages there. It's just one to choose on what they can afford there. And if you're talking of, you know, moving really far out, as Adam mentioned earlier on, there were only two or three people per agent that would take those cheaper market package. Okay. So there are options. It's not like everybody has to pay 46,000 rand to stay in Mecca and Medina. 
Well, yeah, you got to you got to compare apples to apples as well. I mean, there are four star. There are quite a few of our colleagues that have got other uh, hotels, uh, which is a little bit further uh, in Medina, and obviously in Mecca, which is on the tiles of the. I mean, uh, very close to the Haram. Now you, you now you're trying to say to make the package affordable for the person that can afford it. There are packages out but there, but you might have to walk a distance. You, you see, these are things that you have to compare, yeah. and you have to visit it to see. What are you paying for? Is it worth it or whatever? It's just all to do the bottom line subject to your affordability. Yeah, yeah. But also the reality of like, okay, if I'm someone with someone, if I'm traveling with someone in a wheelchair, I don't want to live a half an hour walk no, from the Haram. obviously, you're looking haram. at convenience so for the wheelchair. So there's all of these things to also that take into account. Yeah. Now, just coming in finalization <laughs> of the end value and where it's going. So we've got 1,500 to South, 13 and a half to the ministry, the Saudi government. We're looking, we've mentioned a package of 46,000 Rand, but that is a variable, so that can change. That number can change from 46,000 to I'm not sure what the other amounts are, right? They are 43. That is obviously you got to uh, take the shuttle and come not around the Haram area, but there yeah. is some okay. packages. We've got the Kurban at 500 Rand. Um, Real, so that's like times what are we on now? Well, our Kurban is expensive, about 3.8 now, yeah, 3.8, 3.9. Is that 3,900 just for Kurban? No, no, no. No, Five. it's about 1,800, I think. Mm. Okay, I just I heard that number. I'm I sorry. Think so we, it's 1,800 yeah, for Kurban. I yeah. think you need to go with this. Is down to... Is the question here really in the, in the minds of the people? Are the operators benefiting more through these increases than in prior years? I can tell you if one take the, the, the all the operating packages and you start putting them into a matrix of, of we're comparing apples to apples in terms of number of nights, number of uh, 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 days, where you're staying, proximity in terms of hotel stands and stuff, you're finding a very narrow price band and fairly competitive amongst them. Because at the end of the day, you know, South has a policy, if you don't make your 50, you fall off the bus. And I think there's no operator that wants to feel that level where he's put so much effort in, he's registered and paid his fees uh, to, to, uh, to operate. He has made uh, uh, commitments, and this is the process. I mean, yeah. they go and make uh, and, and go to the kingdom prior to them being accredited and make commitments with building owners to can procure the number of uh, rooms they're going to need yeah. based on the last year's expectation, say, of 100. Yeah. Does he not make that? He has to still pay those fees. I mean, he still has to either go and sell and or, or you have to be penalized by the owner. But what I can come down to is that I don't believe that there is any benefit that the operators are taking out of this to try and muster a little bit more margin. Because in essence, this year they had three and a half thousand right up front. And I need to come to that point. So on an absolute basis, uh, if the, the operator now is going to go in, knowing the three and a half is there and is going to procure the rooms and stuff okay. and is going to make... We have to take a break. Then I yeah. think he will come out with what is Look, lost. we're going to go for a break, but after this break, we just have to finalize the rands, where it's going, and then we're going to go to the WhatsApp lines, and then I might take one or two more callers before we end the show. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM
Oh, so now welcome back to Burning Issue with your host Azir Kamal. And of course we are looking at the costs of hygiene and trying to unpack and understand what the costs are. So far we have confirmed the 1,500 rand fee, which is a fee to a, a, a registration fee of course to Saug. We know that we have to pay 13,500 rand to the Saudi government. It's a tax. And then packages range, it's a variable. Let's say for example we've used a figure of 46,000 rand and that includes things like um, for some operated ziarats, which is your visits to, to some of the sites in, in Makkah and Medina. And then of course also the Qurban, which is a compulsory part of the Hajj and then we are, are there any other costs that we need to mandate let's look at first the mandatory cost obviously a flight is mandatory it's a variable cost as well can we put sort of like a, a figure on there I mean uh, we had a caller saying that she can pay 11,000 Rand we had somebody else mentioning a different figure look oh, at the moment the flights are not included in any of the operators fly, uh, packages at this stage the cost after the 13,000 you're looking at Medina accommodation and as my colleague mentioned earlier on Medina is not one season like in Umrah you will pay 475 rials per night for a five star hotel per night per day whether you go 21 days or 30 days in Hajj it becomes a very high season you pay from one zilkaida to eight zilkaida this year in Medina a different rate then from eight zilkaida to 15 zilkaida a 17 zilkaida a different rate and if I say for example you're going to pay 550 rials then you're going to pay 1300 rials and then you're going to pay 2,200 real. That's where the variances yeah, go yeah. in and the prices go up. Fazila, we, kind of, we, kind of, we kind of get that. That's just unfortunately the business side of it. A hotel can make more money during festive season, Absolutely. during Hajj, during summer in Europe. It's like going to the World Cup. It's like going to the World Cup and getting okay, there. Right. But now Flights, okay, the same goes with flights, but can we have an idea of what a return flight would cost? I I also want to complete and conclude with the lady, the journalist, what I mentioned about a flight. Yes, you're allowed to buy your flight yourself. Why why not? By all means, if you're saving it, providing with that specific agent's dates that you are going to be purchasing that ticket, reason being why is that we are are supposed to be filling in a contract for every haji. For example, Yazid is coming on the 7th, and we have our group on the 8th. We need to put into place on the 7th, on the 8th, or whenever the, uh, uh, the haji arrives. Meaning the ministry has to know everybody's whereabouts. And then when also you're moving into from Medina into Makkah, Yazid, very important question, yeah. and the Haji needs to know mm-hmm. this. Because when a, when a, when a group is moving the, a, a capacity of 50 or 75, the Mu'assasas will give you a bus for that person. Now, the, if you have purchased a ticket separately and you're not going to have the duration of your full nights with the group, you are one person that's going to go with the transportation of the Mu'assasa with a different nationality of the bus. You are not going to okay. be part of the group. Look, I'm I'm really steamrolling ahead now with this rand thing because I want people to know what they're paying for. Do we have an idea of what an airfare return flight would cost for a pilgrim? Usually, the uh, agents, because of the uncertainty, in a rand value. I mean, without all the this detail, whole, this whole yeah. I will give you a rand value. Currently, people are telling people prepare yourself for the worst case scenario yeah. that has been published out by Turkish Airlines. You can contact them. Eighteen thousand, seventeen and a half thousand. That okay. is what seventeen point five. That is what. So okay, so, we so, have so, a so that is what it's been guided yeah. to the to Haji yeah. at the time of transaction and when. And as this is a very uncertain process, I think there is so much a risk that the operator has to face. He doesn't know what number of people is going to choose him. His product is 
done the same as last year. And suddenly there's a different dynamic in terms of people's thinking and saying, you know what, there's another operator that's got this new building or this hotel. He doesn't make his numbers. Yeah. But he has now taken a block of 100 seats, but he's only getting 50. He's yeah. going to have to cancel. And this cancellation fees and also the, this kind of stuff is concerned. So usually what the, the agents does, they give you an indication. and But it's up to you if you can go and get and for that the reasons for people also landing in Medina. There is an office that you have to take. Your, there is not a, a, it's not like a Umbra where you keep your passport. There is a whole touch. We, what is the touch? We, uh, what do you call it? A tough weed tough pro- weed. Yeah, tough weed process. Okay. Where the, the, the authorities in Medina mm-hmm. take hold of you as a group and they yeah. put you in a bus as a group. Yeah. If you're a single person, you have to wait till the next bus, whether that's tomorrow morning, one o'clock, or you, you have to go and get a taxi, which someone will then have to make sure it's a Saudi taxi your, your passport has to go to the to, to the relevant the, the, office the, 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 the relevant office and yeah, stuff yeah. it's just a minefield if you're going to get each and every person to go and do their own bookings but we welcome the lady that she has done that okay. good for her as more if okay, we need more can. people to do that and we can all group them on the same time on the same flight to land at the same airport why not why not okay so now Dan values that we have come to. Okay, starts with Saug, 1,500. Be prepared to pay 13,500 Rand to the government of Saudi Arabia. Your airfare, we've heard from somebody that she could get a ticket for 11,000. We've also heard here in the studio, 17,500. Then we are. Just remember that's a guideline. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not contracted at this present. Not contracted, not yeah. confirmed. But we're getting an idea of where we're going with mm. costs here, right? Between 11K and 17,500. And then also we've got packages, an estimation of 46,000, which would include your accommodation in the two cities, um, in Makkah and Medina. Easier. Yeah. And then, of course, that we said could include your in in in, in cases in some cases the Kurban and your ziyarat which is your visits, so that's really a lot of money, guys. Then is food in Azizia, the which I obviously you need to have money. We, haven't, we haven't mentioned Sorry? food the in Azizia. The thirteen thousand included in that forty-six that you mentioned. Is it included? Yeah. It's included. Okay, so that let's just take that off the list then. Okay, so yeah, yay, saving. <laughs> um, <laughs> now consider, but you still now need money consider, for food. Yeah. Now consider for the duration of the days spent for that thirty-three, whatever it may be. Consider that for six weeks. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm told that we have four minutes left for the show. I am so disappointed that we didn't get into more of the WhatsApp messages. I just want to apologize for that, but it was really super important for us to get the basics right. Okay. And the basics is unpacking the fee. We've heard yes, from our guests. I just give you some. Somebody came to me the other day and said, you know what, when I travel to Europe and I go to, 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 to Paris, yeah. I pay 2,000 rands a day to stay in a hotel of three star with a breakfast, and I go sightseeing. That is what you pay. And I'm, I'm going to Paris now in July for the, the Tour de France. I'm paying about that as well. If you take just take 30 days, which is in five-star accommodation, with a breakfast, going on ziarats, being made and great, taken, taking to hospitals, being cared for and all of this stuff, just you do the numbers. Let people take that and, and work out what are they paying for being looked after. But people and aren't going for 30 days. People are not going on a hajj for 30 days. They're going for 42 days. 42 days. Six weeks. I'm saying some people go three weeks. Days. I know people go on Hajj for three weeks, but they're they going into season. High going season. Into high so season. then the prices go up. Very high. Okay. I can quote you a company. Mm-hmm. One hundred eighty-five thousand. You can go and find it with the companies. Yeah. For three days in Medina, and for the rest of his days in what? There are people to pay. That's that is privileged to pay that. Yeah. 
but no. we are not in that. We are, I'm saying there's a price point and a price band that has been established through due process of people being competitive and that people have found that this is the value that is going to be yeah. selling out there can and they are looking yes, for. Do you know what? Can the, can, can the end value affect things as well? Because Very that is another thing. Let's have, example. Let's have example if the rand strengthens. Can... can um, Never <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just wondering, like, let's say, for example, if the rand, yeah, let's talk about the exchange rate, like how that affects things. Okay. It does drastically because last year oh, we had a, in we a, a, to, to yeah. compare from last year to this year. Last year there was a comparison of rate of exchange at three rand thirty. This year, if you're looking at it, it's around three rand eighty nine, and obviously everybody has costed it at three point eighty nine. And I mean, obviously, on when it, whenever it's hedge, our luck to travel agents, it always against increases you. against us. Okay, okay. Um, let me just take at least one WhatsApp. Um, 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 um uh, let's see. Okay. Listener 0683 says, Assalamu alaikum, please tell us the profits you are making. I think, you know, you've gone through trying to di- dissect the pricing and stuff and, and profits. I think each and every op- uh, operator out there have a, a risk that they take to do this as a, a business. Yes, some well will say that they might be making profits more than the others because maybe they have more operational okay. uh, you know, uh, efficiencies. Last question. And they, com- and they are more competitive in terms yeah. of the... Of the, uh, the last, uh, last, last question is, why can't the flight price be included in the package for as we said earlier on that we are in negotiation with the airlines and one airline specifically has given us that indication and is it because the prices fluctuate or uh, what? during hajj it's a high season for anywhere around the world okay. when it comes to hajj every airline whether there's an emirates in south africa or anywhere around the world they all pay the hajj fares so we're still in negotiation and i think like we mentioned earlier on turkish airline was one of the airlines that gave us an indication and i think that is an exorbitant okay, amount so listeners shukran so much for listening in and participating in the show I know that we have not been able to take all your calls and all your WhatsApp messages I'm wondering if there should be a follow up program I can't promise that um, maybe we could well, still we look should. if you guys have time um, we could still look at these questions that have come in but from myself Ezid Kamaldin Assalamu Alaikum and do enjoy the rest of your evening